0: The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Once while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long but have caught nothing. Yet, if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of the fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching people. When they had brought their nets to shore, they left everything and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Amen. Be seated. So this week I've been thinking a good bit about the difference between an overinflated ego and true and sure confidence. Um, And that comes out of our passage from Isaiah for today. Uh, We have in this the call of Isaiah to be a prophet um, and the word that God has to give Isaiah to give to the people it doesn't sound so great. You know, uh, at first glance, it sort of sounds like he's telling Isaiah to shut the people off so that then God has an excuse to lay waste to the land. Um, but we had an exercise in our lectionary group on Wednesday where we heard this passage with a sarcastic tone. Um, and it changed our feel of the reading. Uh, because the truth is... God and Isaiah don't need to shut us off. We do a pretty good job of that ourselves. Um, We we, we really, um, with our ego, uh, tend to think we know better. You know, this is one of the the dangers of of being a little too self-assured is that a prophet himself can come and speak to us and give us a warning that we need to change and we, in our ego, because we know best, of course we do. Um, in our ego, we'll say, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's a madman. What, what he, He's confused. It's not really that bad. It's not really that terrible. I really don't need to fix it because I know better than he does. It doesn't matter if he claims to speak on behalf of God because I actually know what God is uh, wanting for my life, and it's exactly what I've always been doing, and I'm quite sure that I can handle this, and I'm, I'm all right. Thank you very much. It's all in my hands, and I'm, I'm quite capable. And our ego is so strong that uh, we can actually watch the world burn around us um, because we're, we don't want to admit that we could have been wrong, right? That, that our ego powers us um, to such a level of denial that we really cannot see the forest being chopped down all around us, and we don't even see it when our own limbs are being pruned, and then the top of the tree, and then way down tree, and then all the way down to the tree, uh, till not even a tenth is left, uh, because we're too daggum stubborn. Um, we can't see it uh, because of our, our egos. We know best. We know. We know. It doesn't matter what somebody has to come to tell us. We know best. Uh, And so, sure, go ahead. Go ahead. Blind yourself. Close your ears. Um, Sure, don't listen to God. Don't pay attention. Don't listen for the call of the Spirit. Go right ahead. See what happens. See what happens. Uh, And in our love of self, we really will watch the world burn. There's the other side of this though, that also has to do with ego. And that is that our egos trick us into believing that everything's on our shoulders and we're responsible for everything. And that we have, it must be all up to us, right? And this is the tricky part of that side of our ego is it very much will tell us to be ashamed because we have failed. Because we have managed to allow the world to burn around us I mean, it's all our faults, and it'll never be the same again, and nothing good will ever come of this because I failed. Our ego will tell us that the whole world rests on our shoulders, by ourselves. I do it all by myself. And that when it comes to that part of the passage about the stump, we will look at a stump and say, oh, there's nothing left of the tree. I have utterly and completely failed no growth can ever come from this, right? So last winter, uh, we took out some trees in our front yard, some oak trees. a Couple little acorns had just gotten a little anxious and grown a little too close together uh, and were crowding each other out as they had grown into full trees. Or they were underneath the power line and were the most pitiful excuse for neither a tree nor a bush uh, at that point. So we, we cut them down. but Um, I I hadn't had time uh, to hire somebody with stump grinder to come and grind the stumps. So a year later, what do you think those stumps look like? Shrubs, of course they do. Yes, yes, they are so happy right now. That new growth has come up out of that stump. We cut it to the ground, as closely to the ground as we possibly could so that anybody could go by and say, that tree is gone. No, it's not. That tree has a stump with roots that over the course of the year has done its job. And new life is coming from that. And that is what Isaiah is talking about, God's talking about through Isaiah at the end of the passage, the holy seed is in its stump. So nice try. Don't think so highly of yourselves to think that your failure, your perceived failure, is the failure of the whole world. Do not think that because you managed to not get something right, everything's just ruined. You're not that important, right? Because the truth is, it's not we who are doing it, it's God working through us. And no amount of our failure, perceived failure, which is really just mistakes and learning, no amount of that can kill the Holy Spirit we can think we have burned the whole forest down and the spirit says ah but the seeds in the root you might feel like everything has fallen apart give it a year give it a year and see what growth can come from that you're not that significant God's still going to work in this. God's still going to make things happen. God's still going to create the kingdom of heaven and create new life from this, even this. It's funny how, though, in, I think, our cultural mindset, it's one or the other. We're very, we like one or the other. We like binary, right? That it's either I'm the greatest in the world or I'm the worst in the world. There's no in between. We trick ourselves, that's her ego. Our ego tells us either you're the best or you're the worst. There's no in between, there's no number two. There's no number three, number four, number five, number six. Either I have succeeded or I have failed, that's it. The problem with all of that is the I, is the I in that sentence. Nice try, nice try. <clears throat> Isaiah hears the call from God and is cleansed by the hot coal to his mouth. Isn't that a fantastic image, by the way? The angels, seraph, has all of these wings. It looks like a ball of fire, just about. Picks up a hot coal and touches Isaiah's mouth to purify him. That I am fantastic. You don't get better writing than that. That's amazing. He is purified, and God calls him, and he says, "Here I am. I'm ready. Send me." It's interesting how some could read that saying that those words from Isaiah, that response of Isaiah, some could read that and say, well, Isaiah is feeling very highly of himself to rush at the opportunity to be God's prophet. You really, that God should have to beg you because you shouldn't think so well of yourself. No. A very sad and interesting thing happens. As we grow older we get the message that we're not allowed to be proud of ourselves and confident in ourselves. That there's this magic window of acceptability that's not truly overly succeeding, but it's also not failing. That somewhere there's a golden range that we're allowed to feel at least happy about the work we're doing and maybe can share that. Young kids will run to you and say, I got an A plus. I got like 110 on my math test, and they're so excited about it. You get to high school, and some of those kids won't tell you. Some of those kids will not tell you that they did that well. Because they've gotten the message that's bragging and tooting their own horn, and that's not good, that's not acceptable. But if they get kind of an A minus to maybe a C plus, right, and they know they worked hard and they earned that grade and they're proud of the fact that they did better than they anticipated, if it's in that magic window, then they'll come and tell you. Because that's the acceptable level. That's just the right sort of little, little acceptable window to take pride in what we do. There is such a thing as good and proper self-confidence. To be proud of who you are and the work that you do, that is important because Isaiah stands up before God, not out of his own ability, but out of his confidence in the ability God has given him. Did you catch that? Isaiah understands and has confidence because he knows the gifts he has been given are what allow him to succeed. Yes! in that believe in yourself with that God gave us each gifts that are meant to be shared and cultivated and grow that's how the oak the little acorn grows into an oak tree it's because God gives us those gifts and says nurture them they'll grow into something beautiful and they'll bear good fruit fruit I have asked you to bear have confidence in that believe in yourself because you believe in me no, that sounds too much, that sounds too much. Somehow we've gotten in our minds, no, that's not okay. There's a difference there, there's a difference there. It is out of faithfulness that Isaiah can say, here I am, Lord, send me. It's out of faithfulness that we can have confidence to step forward into the world and say, I am good enough, I'm good enough to share the gifts that God has given me to serve the world, to serve my community, to serve one another. And even in those moments when I swear it's my fault that that tree is gone, it's my fault that the world has burned around me, in those moments that confidence gives us the faith to say, wait a year a year. Wait a year and see what new growth comes of that. It's not failure. It's pruning. So an invitation, my friends, to balance. You're not as important as you think you are, nor are you as insignificant as you think you are. The world doesn't rest on your shoulders, but the Spirit of God is inside of you. It's in your roots. It's in your heart. It's in the very core foundation stump of yourself. So find a balance. Find a balance and be proud of yourself and the gifts you have been given. And don't ignore the world as it burns around you. Don't Fall into that trap of egoism where you can't see what's happening because you've lost that connection with your root, you've lost that connection with the Holy Spirit, you've lost that connection with God to hear what God is calling you to do. But also don't think that any perceived failure is all on your shoulders either. But take pride in who each and every one of you are, with gifts instilled in each and every one of you. That's the work that glorifies God. That's the work that bears good fruit. That's the work that allows us to grow into strong, proud oak trees. So may we all find balance and take confidence in ourselves, because God does. Amen.